0: My topic is, uh, what if you are disappointed by God? And maybe you're wondering why I preach about such a heavy topic. Because in the last couple of months, I'm realizing that the Christmas story has actually two aspects. It's actually the biggest miracle that Jesus Christ came on earth to forgive you and my sins and that we can have a relationship with God. That's the biggest, biggest news. That's why we're celebrating Christmas. But there are different ways how you can celebrate. For some people, it's the best season in the year, Right. For some people, it's a very hard season in the year because you had a low low points in your life. And I remember, the reason is why I'm preaching with my family. And there's a reason behind that because at the moment when I was disappointed, because sometimes people they're shooting emails that yeah, this is just a little bigger family church. Always you preaching with your family. People, they don't understand the story. When my, our two boys, they were super young. They said, Daddy, we don't, we don't like Christmas. I said, why do you don't like Christmas? They said, the whole Christmas season, you are in the church. You're having several, multiple services, uh, and we celebrating Christmas alone at home. And they said, Daddy, we, we don't like Christmas because everyone is celebrating Christmas with their family, but we celebrating alone, and you're in the church. Can you imagine? This was like a shocking moment for me because I want to be a good dad and also a good preacher and teacher and leading of the church. So I said to God, I have a problem. I came out with the idea, why I'm not asking my kids and my whole family to preach together on Christmas? But now they were so young and I remember they said to me, Daddy, we will, we will preach, but you have to pay us $5. So in the early years, I paid him $5 each for the Christmas message, but now they're paying me. <laughs> And this is a little bit like a story. Sometimes you're facing a situation and you're very disappointed, very frustrated, but there's always find a way to win or bounce back in your life. Before I start, I want to ask you two questions. And if this is you, just lift up your hands that I know this is you. The question number one, when you think about the last year, this year, would you say this was a super awesome blessed year? Is this you? Can you lift up your hands? So I see it all. There are a lot of people, international people, always positive. Or oh, I asked Sunday morning, German people, oh my gosh. So who will say this was a horrible year? I had a lot of uh, disappointments and also some challenges. Lift up your hands. You say this was not a good year. Wow, there are also a lot of people. You see, we have two groups of people in, in, in this building. Some people, you're disappointed that your kids are not behave like you wish that they behave. Maybe you're married, it's not going in the direction you want to, or you prayed in the beginning of the January for peace in, for your country, or maybe you are not single anymore, now it's the end of the year, you're still single, the, the war is still going on. And a lot of people, you have some issues in your life, say, oh God, where, is, where are you in all of this? And the Christmas story has also a backstory. And often we don't speak about the backstory, but I always like to preach about both stories. But the backstory, there's a young couple, Mary and John, they have been, um, they engaged. Engagement means in that time, always like a marriage. And God has sometimes a way to interrupt our lives in a moment that we don't expect and interruption is always like something we don't like, right? I don't, I don't like if God interrupts my plans. Do you like if God interrupts your plans? No, we don't like it. But God is doing that because he's a good father, the best coach and the best leader. God is the best prophet because God sees there is more in store. There is more to do. You can do much, much more. But what I see, it's my small, tiny little world. And let's start with the Christmas story. We stay in the book of Matthew chapter one we go going verse by verse and give you some um, insights about the story. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged by the marriage to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found that be pregnant through the Holy Spirit, the biggest miracle ever. But just think for a moment when God says, you will have the Messiah. That's amazing news. But the problem is, we reach the people of knowing the end, right? We know the end story. That's why we'll say, Mary and John, relax. Everything will become fine. But they, what they have seen, it was just what it was in front of them. They could not see more than you and I can see. But they had a promise, and you have a promise. They know God is their shepherd, but they could just see what is in front of them. But in that journey of bringing the Messiah on this earth, they faced endless challenges, challenges, and here is a story per video. All the challenges in their soul, in their mind, and also body, they have to go through to bring Messiah on Earth.
1: On their journey through life, Mary and Joseph repeatedly struggle with the most unfavorable circumstances. The wedding feast they have planned with joy falls through because of the unplanned pregnancy. The hostility of those around them due to the growing baby bump is guaranteed. And then, they receive an unreasonable tax bill from Rome, and as if that wasn't bad enough, they have to report to the authorities in Bethlehem, Joseph's hometown. And this at the time when Mary is about to give birth. The distance from their home in Nazareth to Bethlehem is a full 170 kilometers. They walk barefoot in great heat. Mary is very pregnant. From time to time she is carried by a donkey that the two of them own. Is the shaking on its back more comfortable than walking herself? She probably has to choose between swollen feet or vomiting. She must have imagined things differently when the angel announced to her that she had been chosen by God for something extraordinary. So where is God in this hopeless situation? Miles away from their destination. Her back hurts. The contractions start. The birth does not get any easier. A stable becomes the delivery room, no midwife is on site, only dirty shepherds are present as the welcoming committee. but in their joy it soon becomes clear that through this child the Messiah who had been awaited for centuries has finally come into the world. And so all the unfavorable circumstances lose their power and make room for the light. As it is already written in Psalm 30, verse 5. Crying may last for a night, but joy comes with the new day. But joy comes
0: in the new day. Let's give God a big round of applause. Come on. This is a miracle, actually. A uplifting miracle. I like it because the story of Joseph Mary has also a backstory and I like to speak about the backstory because I know this is a word in season for many, many people also watching online. There are three truths that helps you when you don't understand God. That means often we don't understand God, right? If you try to understand God all the time, then you are God actually. But as long as you know God, that means we don't understand everything what God is doing around the world, also in my life. The point number one is, you don't have to understand the plan to trust God has a purpose. That means we are not God and often God says God ways and God thoughts are not God's, our thoughts and our ways. God's thoughts and ways are higher than everything what we think in our life. And I realized for many, many years, I don't understand everything what God is doing in my life, especially when God interrupts your life. I have some question marks. Some years ago, um, I need a picture or a story to trust God because people say I can only trust God if I understand everything. Or I trust God if I have all the evidence together. But that will never happen. God said to me, I'm your shepherd. You know, and I'm, I'm God's sheep. And I like this position because a sheep is almost blind, can only, only see seven meters. That's all what you can see, seven meters. And a sheep is not so, it's a little bit stupid actually. But God is my shepherd. And I preached many, many times about that, but there is one thing in the story that a lot of people don't understand. A sheep has a spring meadow, then it goes through a dark valley, then it's the fall meadow, and then it's um, the place where it stays forever. No shepherd will ask a sheep or flock, hey, come on, follow me, and has no clue where to go. What always happens, a good shepherd walks the path Back and forth, forth and back, and back and forth for so many times until the shepherd knows there is no lion, there is no bear, there is no enemy. The spring meadow is good. The dark valley, it's dark, but it's only a valley. It's only a valley with the entrance and outers. And the fall meadow is also perfect. When God is saying, I'm your shepherd, God will say, whatever you're going through, I know your path. I've walked for you back and forth already. What's the problem? Isn't that amazing truth? That means I have a God on my side who walked the path back and forth many times and the way that God leads me is super safe in my life. Can I hear the strongest amen ever? This is a, this is a truth actually. Back and forth all the time. Now for Mary and Joseph was a big challenge. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 19, because Joseph, had, her husband, was faithful. And here's the point. When we follow God, our heart is so soft. I want to do the will of God. When you follow following Jesus Christ, you want to do the will of God, right? You don't get up early in the morning and say, God, from today, I want to mess. I want to be messy. I want to do everything wrong. No, we want to do the will of God. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to disforce her quietly. Think of a moment. Even if Joseph would step out, the mess would even be bigger. I tell you why. Because Mary would be pregnant and everyone will say, oh, Joseph, it was you. The mess would even be bigger when God interrupts your life. Stay. Don't run away. Have a soft heart because God is a shepherd who walked your way back and forth, so many
2: times. Maybe you've also experienced moments in your life where you feel disappointed or where it feels like your whole world is breaking into parts and where you don't understand God. I've experienced such a moment in my life. About four years ago, I met a woman here at ISAF of whom I believed that she was the one woman for me. And so I asked her for a date and she said no. And at this moment, I was already a bit disappointed, but I thought, well, if she doesn't want it today, then maybe she changed change her mind, and in a few months, she said say yes. So I set myself a long deadline until when I will hope and believe that she one day will change her mind. And so I waited a few months, and after a few months, I asked her again, and she said no again. And so I waited again, asked again, and she said no again. And then again and again and again and on the day of the deadline it was three days uh, three years of hoping and believing that she will change her mind and even on the day of the deadline she said no and it was on that day that I have to I had to accept Stephen this is not the woman for you and on that day it felt like my, my whole world broke apart, and I, and I felt a large disappointment. And honestly, on that, day, on that day, I didn't understand God. So thank you so much. I'm, I'm Stephen's father,
0: and uh, just, he waited three years. I, I felt, girl, what's wrong with you? He's, I mean, Swiss quality. <laughs> what, what will you have more? I mean, sorry. Swiss endurance, he's everything, even. He can die and he have money. It's everything, you know. But he was super disappointed. And i tell you what happens when you're disappointed. Your heart is so soft and open. But when you get discouraged or disappointed, this is actually what happens in your heart. And check this out for a moment. It's like a black thing. And it has so much occupied from your heart, Right. That means you have a little bit space here for God and you go into the church and you listen to worship and you pray to God and you read the Bible, but you feel like, I cannot feel God anymore. It seems like God is so far away because your disappointments, your disencouragement gets so big and there's no space anymore for your heart. When this happens, when you are disappointed, you have questions to God, and this happens all the time in our life, we should not forget the promise of God Stands in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, and this is a word when you are discouraged and also disappointed. The Bible says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Prevails means I'm so thankful that no opinion of people can stop the plan of God. I'm so thankful that even though not my own mistakes can stop the plan of God, I'm so thankful that not even a pandemic can stop the plan of God. I'm so thankful that not even my disappointments can stop the plan of God. I'm so thankful that not even the devil can stop the plan of God. In the end of the day, what God has in mind, it comes to pass. Yeah. Come on, let's go, give a hand. This is very important. This was like a word for my son, Stephen. You are disappointed. You waited three years and you feel like, where is God in all of this? And God will say to Stephen, I have a plan for you. There are not one woman in
2: this earth. I created a lot. And there's always a way to win. Yes, what is really important is that this discouragement, this disappointment doesn't Stay in your heart, because if you do that, you get bitter. And what helped me the most to get out of this disappointment, this discouragement, was the, fir- the first thing, was to talk with my friends. I have a small group where we do regularly some high and low light session, where everyone shares the high and low lights of the last few uh, weeks. And it helped me a lot to just tell them how I feel, what's what's going, inside of, what's going on inside of me. And this helped me a lot to get out of it. And The, the second thing was to over and over keep in mind that God, God's ways are higher than mine. That His way is perfect. That He has a perfect plan. And that if that was not the woman for me, then He will provide me with a woman that is even better for me. And I said over and over, God, I don't understand it, but I believe That your ways are perfect and that your ways are higher than mine. And what I did with that is I changed my focus from the past to the future. I didn't focus on what was behind me. I focused on what lay in front of me. And these two things helped me a lot to get step by step out of this disappointment. Come on! Wow, this is a
3: statement. And you can imagine as a parent to see something, someone next to you, how he gets disappointed and how he can react in two different ways. It's very impressive to see him not closing his heart, but open it for something new. And this leads me to the second point. The second point is you're... This appointment with God, not only with circumstances, not only with people, but also with God, might be a divine appointment ready for you. And this is so an impressive point because what that means is you don't close your heart, you don't harden your heart, you don't get bitter, but you open your heart, you stay, and you speak. You speak about what bothers you. You speak about what disappoints you. And this is what this mouth symbolizes. You speak about what is in your heart because your heart is what what fills your mouth and it comes out what is in your heart. When you think about what you speak, you will realize the disappointments that are in your heart. And to have a divine appointment it's that simple. It only means you remain staying and you start talking about, not just talking to anyone about what bothers you, but you breathe out what is in your heart before God. The Bible is full. The Psalms are full of people, David the most and then others as well that, that make breath and give a voice to what is disappointed in their heart and they speak it out. And this is the only way that discouragement goes out of the heart. When you start to speak about it, to name it, not only speak about it and and give out some pressure as we sometimes do with friends and among friends, but speak it name it, and then release it out of your mouth. The disappointment of your heart goes only out when you speak it out and when you name it, when you breathe it out. And we can read what also Joseph experienced with that divine appointment because he stayed. It's not recorded in the Bible what he spoke before. It's no single word directly Recorded in the Bible what he spoke. But we see what answer he gets when we read Matthew 1, verse 20 and 22. No, verse 20 and 21. It says, But after Joseph had considered this to leave Mary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So Joseph experienced a divine appointment because he stayed, most probably because he he um, spoke with God what is in his heart, and then the interesting thing is that what only what is empty, only when you release all the disappointments, you can get filled again. And He said to him, "Son of David, that reminded him of the precious, of, of, of the precious responsibility he has in his heritage that he comes from the lineage of David. And not only that, but also it reminded him that he has a precious promise on his tribe that one day someone will be king out of this lineage where he is connected to. So he got his heart filled again. So the only way we can get rid of our disappointment that fills our heart is when we start with our tongue to name it and to breathe it out so the holy spirit and god himself can fill us again
0: come on thank you so much honey you're amazing (laughs) so this is very important i like i like this picture because we have a big team i share with them the message and we think about the prop what kind of a prop can help us to underline the message, actually. This is a very simple picture from me, a prop, actually. You know what we're talking about. When you get discouraged, your heart gets so heavy. And even though if you think I'm a son of God, I'm a daughter of God, and even what you think, it doesn't change anything. The mouth, with your mouth, you can speak life. With your mouth, you can create something. And you say, honey, you are beautiful. She said, oh my gosh, you said the words. I said, yes, I mean it. From now on, she cooks every single day for me. The power of words is amazing. That's really true. If Stephen said, Daddy, you're the best. I say, here is my banking account. Just take it. That means this is very, very big. You create life earth with your mouth. And you understand when you get frustrated, you need a place where you can be really honest. I'm also in a small group with some, some guys and often, sometimes we also get disappointed by people or we're disappointed by ourselves because we're also doing a lot of mistakes. But we always say to each other, keep and guard your heart. Keep and watch over your heart that your heart still stays soft. You don't have to do anything that your heart gets hardened. You have to do nothing. You have to take, you have to do nothing that you get bitter. Bitter means I'm disappointed by people and say, I will not love anymore. I will not open up my heart anymore. I will not be in a new relationship. Getting bitter, getting hard, you have to do nothing. That's life. Life is not fair. Life sometimes is so hard, even though if you walk with God, even if going to church, Christians are people. They are saved, but they don't behave saved, right? That means you keep and watch your heart. When you speak it out, then you're coming to a place. I want to share the last point. God has a purpose and you are the purpose. God has a purpose and you are the purpose. Means When you speak out the negative ways, your heart changes in one second and all of a sudden your heart gets soft again and you're ready for whatever God has in his mind. And I like it. You can change it. You can flip it. And all of a sudden you see the love of God, the vision and hope, faith and joy has an impact in your heart again. I want to close the message um, with a thought. Um, When I think back to the year 2022, it's for us as a church, for my ministry, or however, however you call it, it's one of the best years ever. We had more people in the church, in the, in the building. We have more people watching online. We planted so many micro churches uh, during this year. All the numbers, everything what God has done in our church is outstanding. We baptized so many people. We started so many small groups. You can go on and 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 on. Praise the report like never before. But on the flip side, it was for me the hardest year ever. I shared with some things happened in my life, but I experienced certain things I have never experienced my whole entire life. For example, I hit with a golf ball a lady. She was knocked out. To hit the lady with the golf ball, it's not as easy as you think. You have to be a good golfer. I knocked her out. I had an accident with my Harley Davidson and I can go on and on and on and on. I had so many setbacks in my life, at so many disappointing days. But in all those things, I always said, God has a plan and God has a purpose. My circumstances are not perfect, but I will not allow and I will not give the devil the glory. Because sometimes you fall down. Falling down can be normal. But laying down, that's the position of the devil. And every day I got up again and said, God, I'm not done. You have so many things in store of me. I want to keep my heart soft. I want to live with a vision. I need a hope and I have faith and joy and also love. And, and nothing on earth can harden my heart. And my point is, that's a lot of work. You have to position yourself in the right position. Positioning means I'm in the right position. I position myself in a person who has never given up on me. A person which is my best shepherd. A person who leads me and guides me along the path and he knows everything. Watch and keep and guard your heart. Kick out all the disappointments. In closing, about a rocket. When you launch a rocket to Mars, do you know to launch a rocket takes so much energy, they have different engine. The launch engine, the launch engine is so Powerful. But when a rocket reached a certain level, that's the moment you get rid of the launching rockets. Do you know that? Like, you get rid. And I think there are some people right now here and watching online. You had some people that helped you along your journey. They were like a launching rocket for your company. Maybe a launching rocket, maybe for your relationship. Maybe a launching rocket for church, a launching rocket for your ministry. They helped you in the beginning. Without them, you will not be here. But along the way, sometimes people, the same people they launched you, can disappoint you so much. And there's a moment sometimes in your life that God sends people for the right season, for the launching season. But then God is saying, get rid of those people from the launching season because I want to help you to fly into another level. And it doesn't mean those people are weird or those people are wrong or those people are bad. I don't don't say that. But for every season, God brings the right people into your life, right? But sometimes the people that helped you in the beginning are those people you say goodbye for your journey, and to reach the destiny that God has given to you. And that's one of the hardest things in your life. I will not stand here if not a lot of people helped me in the beginning. But the same people were not have not been a blessing for me after some years. And you get rid of those people. And you keep on guard your heart. That your heart is still soft. Because you know I'm not disappointed. God has given me a purpose and I want to see that the purpose will be fulfilled like Mary and John in the life. Before I pray with you, our band will sing a song and that song is prophetic. That song shares the story about Jesus. He came on earth in the beginning. Mary had no clue. I bring the Messiah. But that song Jesus Christ has launched a church and that church became worldwide. And that church became a name and a brand. And people got saved because John and Mary were ready. God, here am I. Use me for your glory and use me for your thoughts because I want to serve you forever. Let's hear this song and then let's pray together. I don't know how many times I, I have listened to songs during the week, it gets always boost bumps, because I like the story, uh, uh, the Messiah is born and it changed the whole history forever. Isn't that amazing? Mary and John had just a prophetic word from God. They sticked, they just walked away, they stayed, they knew God has a purpose. But always when you know this end of the story, you will say, hey, chill the rabbit everything goes fine. <laughs> but what you we see right now is just what is in front of us. That's sometimes a big challenge. So can we close our eyes? Michael Church is online also here in the hall. I would love to pray with you. And Father God, I'm so thankful that you are my creator. You have created me so well. You have given me a purpose. You have given me a destiny and also a calling. And I need you. I made some mistakes along my journey. I want to ask you right now for forgiveness. Forgive me all my sins and failures. And I need your forgiveness and grace. And I will receive your forgiveness. And Father God, you know all those moments I feel so disappointed I don't, know, I don't understand why I have to go through those things. But you promised that you are my shepherd. You know the path very well. And I feel sorry if I just complain. I feel sorry if I mourn. And I don't trust that you are the best shepherd ever. And I want to stop the prayer for a moment. I want to ask you, wherever you are, can you say in your prayer, in your heart, what has disappointed you? Can you do this for a moment? Live online, just say it. Maybe you're disappointed about your nation. Maybe you're disappointed about your president. Maybe your church leader, about your mom. Just say it, wherever you are. Say it, not loud. Don't do it loud. Just do it in your heart. Just do it for a moment. I believe in this moment, a release takes place. You hand it over to the God Almighty. I tell you, God is not shocked. He knows anything, anything from us. The safest place on earth is always by God Almighty. You don't have to feel ashamed. You don't have to feel like a mess. God turns every mess into a message. Every setback in a comeback. Every stumbling stone in your stepping stones. Just breathe it out. So we let go, Father God, all our disappointments we breathe it out in the spirit and i breathe in the holy spirit of love of faith of a vision peace a calling and a purpose i breathe in you are my shepherd and i breathe in a new beginning and i breathe in that my life is in the hands of god almighty If God is for me, nothing can be against me. If you have a yes, a yes will always be the yes. If your hand is above me, that means you're leading me, you're guiding me, you're protecting me. And the favor of God dwells of me. And you have more things in store for me that I always can think or imagine because you have prepared a place for me which i will dwell forever you speak about the future you speak about heaven but come in count me in so i want to bless you right now with hope i bless you with the biggest authority of god almighty it's the name above all the names the names that every knee one day shall bow down and confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I bless you in that love of Jesus Christ and I bless you in the power of the Holy Spirit. you never walk alone. He's always with you and besides you. I pray that this year comes to end, but there is a new beginning and you hope and God is always the same. And we say together, Amen. Hey, can we give God The biggest applause right now is the reason of the season. He is the reason of the season. So now, we have candlelight celebration. And let's stand up. You have some candles uh, beneath your seats. Just enlighten the candle. Then stand up for a moment. And we want to sing some songs together with the candle to celebrate our faith is the hope of the world. We are the light in this earth. We want to shine And let's shine together with this amazing light. Come on, Ben. Hey, thanks for watching.